0: In the Old Testament, people built the Tower of Babel into the heavens to avoid God's judgment of another flood. In response, God confused their language and scattered the people into the many regions of the world. This week in Russia, a symbolic Tower of Babel was set on fire and burned to the ground. Could we be witnessing a prophetic event? What significance could this have according to Bible prophecy? Let's talk about it. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stiegall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls today. The number to join us is eight seven seven in time eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We would love to hear your questions and thoughts on what is happening in Russia right now, Doug. It's uh, was quite a sight to see this Tower of Babel, yeah, burning up in flames. I mean, huge fire. Just burning down i sent you that tweet and you're like is that real
1: (laughs) yeah whenever i saw that because it was it was so awesome the the deal was just made out of pallets of wood and stuff and the the tower was really impressive and i I was like man are they really doing that well now i kind of understand why they did it i got a little bit more information but man it was very uh impressive and and it was very uh shocking too at the same time because i'm thinking they're doing this in russia so it's kind of strange. Yeah, and
0: I didn't even know it existed prior to this. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm not one to know what's going on in the art world. Apparently, it's an art piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I do you know how tall it is? I don't know.
1: It, uh, says, it, it, later it on. says it in the article, I think. Uh, but the thing about it is this was, um, this was specifically for what they call the Pancake Festival. That
0: sounds like something we should be a part of.
1: I know it, and and I had no idea that that's where we get pancakes from. I didn't know Russia was like the mother of pancakes. I bet the
0: origination of it's not like the pancakes you know about.
1: Yeah, probably not. But um, I love pancakes as as I know you do as well. Well, So I mean, you know,
0: not as much as
1: waffles, but. That's not what we're here to talk about. Right,
0: right. (laughs) Well, maybe we should have a
1: segment, pancakes or waffles. Well, you never know. We could probably get a a good poll going on, (laughs) which is the best. But this this was made for that specific week, and it's like a week uh, like celebrating Lent is what this leads up to. And so we'll get into it a little bit more as we get into the article. But yeah, it was very interesting to see uh, this happening in uh, Russia, especially at this time. You know, there's a war going on between Russia and the Ukraine. And so uh, some of the tweets we saw, Vince, um, as you know, because you sent me that one tweet, it said, uh, Babylon is fallen and things like uh, you, this is the end of the great cabal and all of that. But really when you broke it down and looked at what it was really about, it wasn't about that at all. But it's still interesting and it still could be a way that the Lord is saying, hey, wake up, look at the things happening around you. It's just very significant, I think, that they chose to make a model of the Tower of Babel and, and have that be something that they burn to the ground. So. We'll get into it today, and I think you'll kind of see why it's kind of exciting and uh, interesting.
0: Well, what's the quick update on Ukraine and Russia? I know you're in the news, and people want to know. Uh, I hear talks of peace,
1: um, and then they're broken, and then talks of peace again. And so what's happening today? Well, you know, it's hard to tell from minute to minute because so many things change, and you hear so many different things. But it appears like things are beginning to slow down a little bit. There was a Fox News report Uh, from one of the Fox News reporters that came back from the Ukraine, and he said, it's pretty much over. He said, Russia controls everything right now. Uh, But that's not what you're hearing on other mainstream media. So like I said, we live in a very strange time, Vince, where uh, we never know exactly what truth we're getting, how much of it is truth, and And all that. But yeah, at this point right now, there's not a lot that I've seen that's happened other than, of course, the bombing that was near the Polish border on Sunday was the last big thing I saw happening there. Uh, But I have heard also that um, the Ukrainian president uh, has asked that they hold a uh, a meeting in Israel. And what significance that makes other than the fact that he is Jewish, uh, I don't know, but... Uh, there's just a, there's a lot of things out there. We wanted to kind of give it a break today and talk about a, a different aspect uh, because we'll probably have to talk about that more during the week. So um, this this seemed like one of those things that man we could we can teach a good lesson from this. So
0: well, and so what what about this the the lesson because the Tower of Babel goes all the way back to the you know the first dozen chapters of Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, chapter 11 is when it's talked about. So
1: this is going way back. I thought we talked about what's coming. Right. And the reason why it's interesting and why it goes way back is this was men's first attempt at a global governance because the the flood had happened and all the people spoke the same language and they decided, hey, uh, you know, we never know how we're going to make God mad again. So uh, instead of taking any kind of risk, let's just kind of govern ourselves. We'll build build this tower up into heaven. And then we won't have to worry about it if he floods the earth again because we'll be so high up that, you know, we'll be okay. So uh, that's why it's important. This was man's first attempt at a global governance and a global religion because they could rebel against God and not face consequences. So they thought.
0: Sure. Yeah. So this is a topic that people need to understand um, the original story, Mm -hmm. what the implications were, and then also... How that applies to us, even to this day. Right. You know, there's a lot of people that have built a tower of Babel in their own lives.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, if good. I don't
0: go to church, mm-hmm. then I don't have to worry about it. Or, yeah. um, you know, they find their religion elsewhere outside of the Bible and God. Right. Um, you know, they might not proclaim that, but it might be in going to school. You know, like you spend so much time in, in your studies that you've neglected your relationship with God. Right. And you don't have to worry about it anymore, because if you can become smart enough, then you'll be able to handle all of life's problems right and so we've done this a lot. you know, I can testify saying i've done it way more than than I'd like to admit, but it just happens and when you don't intentionally not allow it to yeah. and so this subject is one that is certainly centered around Bible prophecy, but also that can be very personal to people. Um, around the world today so if you're on Facebook hit the share button uh, hit the heart icon it helps us get the message out a little bit further uh, breaks the algorithm a little bit to get the message to your friends and family so what has happened is in Russia um, there's an art area art park I think is what it's called and there's a tower of Babel that was built there and this weekend they said uh, for some specific reasons that we will go over here in a little bit they said We are going to burn this to the ground. And so just imagine your local park that has a statue in it or something like that. Just imagine the city deciding we're going to set this thing on fire and watch it burn down. Well, that's what happened in Russia, and it happened to be the Tower of Babel, and there's a lot of implications um, that can be brought from um, that example. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. It's important for you and all your friends and family to uh, be discussing these type of things. So that's why we're bringing it up, Doug.
1: That's right. So All right. when we come back, we've got video and Bible.
0: Yes. <laughs> so don't go anywhere. Um, we are taking your calls, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Uh, give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. Uh, we will be right back after the break. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to intime.com/ukraine or call 800-INTIME. That's slash ukraine or 800-363-8463.
2: Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877 end time 877-363-8463. We're going to get right into the show. Before we do, I want to remind you that Dave and Jana and Judy Baxter will be in Plymouth, Michigan this weekend. Saturday, March nineteenth at 7 p.m. Dave will be talking about the Antichrist's Socialistic Kingdom. And Sunday, March 20th, at 1030 A.M. Um, he will be talking about breaking prophecy news. And I believe there is a QA immediately following that session. So be sure if you're in the Plymouth, Michigan area, which is just outside of Detroit, to come out and meet Dave and Jana and Judy. We'd love to have you. You can learn more about the venue at endtime.com slash events, or you can give us a call at 800-END-TIME. That's 800 363 84 Six three, Doug. You, they were. You all were in Gladewater this week in your home church.
1: Yeah. Um, did any of Tina's green sauce get left over? There was absolutely no green sauce left. You didn't bring any, so uh, no. I figured that that was a smashing success. Uh, <laughs> we had a great conference. We had our first Bible study last night. We had thirty-eight people attend that Bible study. So I am super excited and very wow, pumped awesome. about that. Uh, you know, that's one of the great things about these conferences is we, we try to always uh, leave that church with a Bible study ready to go. And uh, it's a great way to get in there and learn everything you need to learn. You know, uh, I know that uh, we we have to charge for materials and things like that to keep the lights on and, and that kind of stuff. But when we're out there and we're doing these conferences, they're all done for free. We do that for free and then we There's no registration a, fee. No registration fee. You don't totally have to worry free. about reserving a seat. You just come first come first serve and then you get to go to a free Bible study. So they're getting 18 weeks of Bible study and a lot of times like our church, you you get to come and you get fresh coffee and snacks and I mean, you're you're good to go. Lots of good fellowship and some wonderful classes. So uh I am super excited about our turnout last night. Wonderful. So, yeah. Glad to hear it. And what was it
0: like? Uh, did anybody show up? And just get, get to hang out with you guys for a little bit at that dinner, or, or were you exclusively unavailable?
1: No, we were right there in the <laughs> middle of everything. So uh, you know, a lot of I've great been people. to
0: events, and the people you go to hear. Yeah, you know, there's usually like security, or they yeah. come in the back door with 90 seconds left before it starts. <laughs> right. And, they leave right away, and you don't get to hang out a little bit and yeah. have normal communication. And I think that's one thing that's so special about our events is we don't do any of that. We, we right. are like, we want to meet you. It's
1: full access.
0: Yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, all right. Well, if you're in the Plymouth, Michigan area, make plans to come out and meet Dave and Jen and Judy. I know that they would love to see you there. We better get to what we're talking about today, Doug, which is that the Russians have burnt down a mock-up of the Tower of Babel. Yeah. And so we want to go back to Scripture and read where this occurred in the Bible. Yeah. Genesis 11, starting in verse 1, says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there, and they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime, and they had, slime they had for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, behold. The people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. Therefore... Is the name of it called Babel because of the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all
1: the earth. Yes, yeah, so so that scripture Vince is real important because this is uh you know, one thing we talked about it before. We kind of get when you say someone is babbling on, they're they're just babbling on. That's where this comes from, a confused language, something where you're like, well, I don't really understand what they're saying. They're just babbling. That's where that comes from uh, because God confused that language because at this point he was looking at them and he's going, man, with this much communication and what they've set their mind to do, there's no, no end to what they can do here. So God confused the language and spread people out all over the earth. And so uh, that's when that happened. Now, a significant point of this is not only because they burned a replica of this, but what that stands for. It stands for, like we said at the beginning of the program, uh, man's attempt to govern himself and to have his own religion. He didn't have to worry about God anymore. He could he could worship whatever he wanted to, and they begin to worship this, this tower. And so we see this also in the book of Revelation when it talks about Mystery Babylon. And we'll get to that a little bit later, but it's It's significant because of that, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about why that's significant, uh, but we do have a video we wanted to show of this event as it happened, and it happened on Sunday.
0: yeah, so share share our video now, yeah, because if nothing else, we want people to see what's going on here because it's it's quite attention grabbing and makes you wonder what in the world's up.:
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's be in, sure to share It's impressive to say the least, so I'm going to be kind of narrating as we get that video going. And uh, you're going to see it if you're watching on video. You see the crowd standing there, and you see the beginning of the fire, and you see the massive structure there. It's built out of wooden logs, brushwood, timber, and hay. Uh, So last Sunday, before the tower was set ablaze, thousands of people who arrived at the event were invited to climb up and leave a piece of paper on it, which they had written all the things that they wanted to get rid of in their life. So whatever was weighing them down, if it was sin or any kind of burden, they were uh, uh, offered an opportunity to go up there and pin this on uh, the tower, and then when they burned, that would burn up along with it. So this happened during what is known as Pancake Week. It's a festival. It's also known as Butter Lady, Butter Week, Crepe Week, uh, like Crepe, I'm sorry, Crepe Week, and Cheese Fair Week. Uh, it's It comes from Eastern uh, Slavic religion and folk holiday which has retained a number of elements of the Sl- uh, Slavic mythology. So there you see, man, it's coming down there. You hear the, the yells and the cheers, but it's burning up there. So what they do is it's kind of like Lent, uh, Vince, to the, to the Catholic uh, denomination where they celebrate this before Easter. So Sunday would have wrapped it up, and Monday would be their, when their Lent would start, kind of like uh, how it starts, I guess, on a Wednesday here it starts on a Monday there instead of Wednesday. And so they do this. They throw, uh, like, those things that they want to get rid of. They throw extra pancakes, everything, into these bonfires at the end of extra this festival. I know. That's, I can't believe there's leftover pancakes. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> they throw them into the bonfire, and then all that is burned up. And then they take the ashes, and they spread it out in the snow for fertilization of the crop. So it's kind of, it's got a pagan... Uh, kind of a pagan Christian thing going on there, you know, kind of like uh, a lot of things do. But mm. uh, yeah, we won't get into That'll that talk right for now. a while. I know We we'll try not to get off on that. But anyway, that's what it was. So they they were burning this as uh, it's like a symbol uh, to uh, to the world. And so when you're looking at this, it's just to me it's amazing that they chose that at this particular time, because you know, like what we're seeing, we hear so many mixed messages. And and this war with Russia and Ukraine is raging on. And it's like, what's really going on here? Some people say it's one thing. Some people say it's another. And we just don't know exactly what's going on right now. But it's very interesting that this happened and almost like a wake-up call.
0: Are we we sharing the story to say
1: that this is bad what they've done? No. Is it good? No. We're just sharing it because it's interesting. And we can tie it into some Bible prophecy. Okay. That's why we're sharing it. I, I don't know exactly if you could take a pancake festival and say this is evil, you know, because <laughs> they're having a pancake festival and they burned a Tower of Babel. I, I don't know. I don't see any significance that, I mean, I probably would go to this festival if I lived there just to eat the pancakes, you know. Uh, but anyway, it's, wow, I God. don't know that it's evil. I don't know that it's good. Mm-hmm. But it is uh, interesting. I'll say that. It what are people saying? That's what's important. What are they saying?
0: So. Well, we shall see. All right. Um, so the story on this is comes from Israel365 News, mm-hmm. or at least one of the stories. Many people covered it. But it says, as the Russia-Ukraine war enters its fourth week, the Maslin Tassa Pancake Folk Festival in Nikola Linovitz. Couldn't they had a festival in Texas somewhere? Right. I got West yeah. Texas down. <laughs> this stuff, I'm not sure about uh, it's in uh, a region in, of Russia culminated last week in a huge bonfire that immolated the Tower of Babel. The effigy was significantly less majestic than its biblical counterpart made from the wooden shipping pallets and straw topping out at 23 meters. Yeah, I'm, I'm from I, United I'm States of America. Sure. I have no idea
1: how tall that is. I don't either. Let me let me look looks, you're reading. It sounds really talking.
0: tall. 23 yeah. whole meters? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Ivan Pulaski said, We want it to be an event that brings people together and helps them get through what is going on in the world. We have to adjust the program. There is no place for frivolous fun. This year, Pancake Day, is not a holiday, not a joyful carnival, but an artistic, quote, It so happened that the very Tower of Babel was never completed because of this discord between people and entire nations. The current one, serves as a modern symbol of such disunity. How tall is it?
1: Seventy-five feet. It's pretty tall. Yeah.
0: Taller than this building that we're in. Um, The young architect whose design was chosen in a lengthy process seems to have misunderstood the biblical story. She chose as the centerpiece of the religious festival. The sin of the builders was not, as she stated, disunity, but rather unity in an effort to challenge and dislodge the rule of heaven.
1: Yeah, so that's something we should point out. That goes. It, it, oh, this is a pancake festival, right? And so the, this lady that built it built it because she said that there was disunity, and that's why they were burning it down. But in the the story in the Bible, they had the unity there where they were going against God. So that's what the that's what the writer of this story is trying to get his point across there.
0: Yaakov Haman, the chairman of the Temple movements explained that like the original Tower of Babel, the effigy in Russia was an acceptable action with an unacceptable intention. God wants us to come together, this is quoting him, and, um, and architecture is a part of that. The highest form of this was and will be the temple in Jerusalem as a house of prayer for all nations. We don't worship the building, It is a container for what we do there. The United Nations is a replay of the Tower of Babel and this anti-God disunity is epitomized by and focused on how they treat the Temple Mount. The cure for global disunity is the Temple in Jerusalem. There is no other cure and no
1: shortcuts. Okay, so this last paragraph is where this gets really interesting. Because this, we're
0: leaving Pancake Festival. Yeah, we're getting somewhere much more important. (laughs) Yeah, we're
1: going to go a lot deeper than pancakes now. So, uh, put your syrup down and get ready to go. (laughs) So, the last paragraph of this article is interesting because he talks about the Temple of Jerusalem and it will be a house of prayer for all nations. Okay, so as he brings in this, he just kind of relates this to the Tower of Babel and what really happened there. And in this part of it, this portion of that comment. Uh, We know from Revelation chapter 11 that there is going to be exactly what he's talking about. There's going to be a sharing arrangement there on the Temple Mount and that it's going to be a place where they're going to welcome all religions, not just Muslim and and Jew, but Muslim, Jew, Christian, Buddha, everybody will be welcome there and it will be a place of prayer. Now, we've seen this kind of happen in other places, right? Vince, we've covered uh, the stories in uh, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Thank you, mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi, where they have the uh, the Muslim mosque, they have a Jewish temple, and they have a Catholic church there, and it's a place of unity there. So, what's that
0: place called? Do you remember?
1: Oh man, I wish but it's you would all one, it, right? It's, I just want to point out that it's not like they have
0: right. one of each somewhere in the land. It's yeah, they're one all going to come together in that yeah.
1: one center, and and it's—I can't remember exactly what they call it, but it is—it's getting us ready for this Temple Mount event when the Jewish people are are ready to build their temple. And that's what this article begins to talk about. So in Revelation 11, can we just read that scripture and let people know what we're talking about so they understand that it is in our Bible?
0: Yeah, Revelation 11, starting verse 1, "...and there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not." For it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall they tread under foot forty and two months.
1: Yes, yeah, so for uh, time, times and a half time, forty-two months, one thousand and two hundred and sixty days. That's what we're talking about there. And it says that uh, when John was given the reed to measure the temple area, he was supposed to measure the temple of God, the altar. So we know that there's an altar there. There's going to be worship there. Right now there's it, not a temple. Right now there is not.
0: So this is telling us that...
1: In, in that in time,
0: time right. before the second coming of Jesus, there'll be a temple there,
1: right. And not just a temple, but there's going to be worshippers there because he's told that. This but, is in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And remember, uh, Dave did a, a show not too long ago, and we've talked about it on the air about uh, now they have 20, I think, 23 red heifers mm-hmm. now that they got from the state of Texas. And so they're getting ready for this event. And I hear our, our music coming on, so I know we're up against a break. But uh, so, so that covers the sharing of that temple uh, mount, and he talks about that. When we come back, we'll talk about the other side of that and what he said about the United Nations.
0: We'll also be getting the year calls, so you can call us now, 877 N 877 363
3: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, Or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first
1: 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME. 877-363-8463. Eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. The Russians have burned a mock-up of the Tower of Babel. The Russians did not bomb a tower. Some people are asking about that. They burnt a mock-up tower. Um, tower of Babel, that is. And uh, so we've been talking about that, relating it to the Old Testament story and what that could mean. Um, not necessarily this specific event, but the the meaning behind these things, uh, what it means according to Bible prophecy. So, Doug, we should continue on, I suppose. Yeah. Um, And then we'll get to the cause a little bit later.
1: Okay. But we
0: have open lines, so you can call and join us today. But we just got through reading Revelation 11, where we know that uh, it's saying that there's going to be a temple built there. It'll be a physical temple. The outer courts, don't worry about measuring those because they'll be inhabited by Gentiles. So... It's going to be a third temple in Jerusalem on the Temple
1: Mount. All right. and, What's and, next? And so he talks about in that article, the author of the article says that that will be a prayer for all nations. And he talks about how that will really bring unity in the world because they're going to open that Temple Mount up for that. So we know that that's going to come in on a platform of peace, Vince. It's going to look like... That's what's going on. Finally, we have peace. And finally, everybody's going to get along. And especially there in Jerusalem, in the Middle East, where it seems like that is the point of conflict for everything that goes on in the world. Uh, So that's true. That's in the Bible. It's going to look that way, at least at first. But then the other side of his comment, he said the United Nations is a replay of the Tower of Babel. And that's true. He's, He's right about that because the UN is the one world government. And right now, they believe, just like the the builders of the Tower of Babel, that they're above God and that their ways are higher than God, that they can do a better job of ruling and governing the nations than God can. Even the Pope okay, has made comments in some of uh, the letters, some of his... Uh, I can't remember what they're called, encyclicals Mm. that he writes. And then even in some of his statements that we've read from news agencies where he said that sovereign nations need to give up their sovereignty and allow a world government to rule because they don't understand how to rule themselves. The Pope himself has said that, made those statements. And so everything this writer says about the UN is true. And we know this because we know what the book of Revelation says in chapter 13. Chapter 13 is a picture of the devil's plan, right? Satan's plan to rule the world. Which, by the way,
0: we have an hour, I think it's an hour lesson on that very topic on End of the Age Plus. It's part of uh, Revelation the Unveiling, which is um, the last um, series that Urban Baxter put out. Um, So if you want to go study Revelation 13 in detail, now I will warn you, this is one of those where we say if you don't love the truth, please don't do it because we love you. Uh, We want to be friends with you and you probably won't like us that much if you go and and watch this lesson if you're not really hungry for truth. This is stuff that would get censored if it was aired publicly. So it's on Into the Age Plus, Revelation chapter 13. It's part of the Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ uh, series there. There's 21 lessons in that series. Uh, Revelation 13 should be easily found in there. So if you're on Into the Age Plus already, go check it out. If you love truth, If you're not, you can sign up and get a free 14-day trial. Go to watch.endtime.com to sign up for End of the Age Plus. Sorry, Doug. That's important to me because people do need to watch this lesson. You mentioned it, and I wanted to highlight that it is available for free to End of the Age Plus
1: subscribers. And, And it's interesting, too, Vince, because when you think of the number 13 Uh, Bad things usually follow that. You know, we got Friday 13th and people think bad stuff happens on Friday 13th. So for Revelation 13... No elevator button for... No elevator button for the 13th floor, those things. Um, So Revelation 13 gives us a layout or a plan of the dragon and what his plan is to govern the world. And so I just kind of broke it down because it's a lot of scripture... Uh, that we really don't have a lot of time to get to today so I, i broke it down in three sections where people can go and look it up themselves and read it for themselves so if you're taking notes if you're writing stuff down revelation 13 1 through 10 is talking about the world government and its political leader the antichrist okay so that's 13 1 through 10 Revelation 13:11 through 14 is the one world religion and its spiritual leader, the false prophet. There's going to be a political leader, the Antichrist, and a spiritual leader, the false prophet. We know this for sure because in Revelation 19, it tells us that at the Battle of Armageddon, the beast and the false prophet are thrown into the lake of fire. And so there's going to be two men that rule this one world religion. Um, System, It's going to be a political leader and a spiritual or a religious leader. And then Revelation 13, 15 through 18 is the one world economic system, also known as the mark of the beast. We talked about this a lot last Thursday in the program we talked about because they're already beginning to try to implement some of these things. And it's not the mark of the beast yet, but it is a precursor. So it's interesting that at this time, when all this stuff is happening and, and the world government is being more and more exposed, it's not so much even that they're being exposed, Vince, as they are just coming right out and saying it. You know, hey, this is our plan. This is what we're doing. You're going to be a transhuman. We're going to, you know, give you this ID that you got to have. Uh, so they're just kind of saying the, the quiet stuff out loud. And so uh, it's interesting that at this point, this was when this was burned. It's almost like God is saying, hey, pay attention. Do I have your attention yet? Uh, Babylon will burn, and eventually it will. And we know that because we know about what happens in the book of Revelation in Revelation 17 and 18. We
0: absolutely do. Yeah, We have open lines at 877-877-363-8463. Doug, we've talked about um, the Tower of Babel. And that automatically leads people to start talking about Mystery Babylon. Mm-hmm. Now that's a hot topic.
1: Yeah, very hot topic.
0: Very argumentative
1: yeah.
0: uh, results if you start talking about Mystery Babylon and who it is. Right. Because as we know, it's the United States, right?
1: <laughs> no, but there are a lot of people that believe that. Oh, it's New York. <clears throat> that's what a lot of people have taught and, and some people have believed that. But that that is not the case, not according to the Bible and the many clues that we have in the book of Revelation, chapter 17 and 18. So we can talk about that if you want or we can take a phone call. What do you want to do? Whatever you say is what we'll do, Doug. You get to choose. <laughs> well, thanks, Vince. Well, first of all, let me just say this because it's important and I want people to kind of understand this. But literal Babylon and, and mystery Babylon are two separate things. Okay, mystery Babylon is not the Babylon of old that we know that came and conquered the Jewish people in the Old Testament. The physical city of Babylon was originally built by Nimrod after the flood. So that city was built. It was located on the Euphrates River, about 55 miles south of Baghdad, Iraq. And it stands today, or where Iraq stands today. The name Babylon came from the Tower of Babel, uh, which is what we talked about in Genesis 2. chapter 11 so we we look at that and and that gives us an understanding of that city that came about and how it came about that's where the original tower of babel would have been now i'll i'll let you kind of add to that if you'd like no i'm okay what I do you thought, want me to say i just thought you might want to add to it and give us some of the history of it there but it's, it's up to you. I can take it. If Go ahead, Doug. All back. right. Well Babylon, You're doing such a good thanks. job. I don't want to slow you down. Well, all right. Let's just move on then. So <laughs> that city, a large global prominence, it had around 1728 B.C. And uh, the glory years of Babylon was archived under, uh, or I'm sorry, achieved under Nebuchadnezzar II. And the city uh, declined during the reign of Belshazzar and came to ruins when Xerxes, the Persian king, See, destroyed it. now I know it. why you tried to In pawn that
0: part off on me. In
1: 478 B.C. Yeah, I don't like to read the big words. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Jeremiah prophesied about the destruction of Babylon, and that was accomplished, uh, and that's already happened. And so during Sad- Saddam Hussein's time, if you remember... About the time when he, when we invaded in there and took Saddam out of power, uh, Saddam was in the process of trying to rebuild uh, Babylon. And he even had a, a The gold, actual city. Yeah, the actual city. He was trying to rebuild it and make it into its glory days. He even had a big mural painted with him in a chariot, uh, riding on the chariot. And then he had some coins made up. I think with uh, him as Nebuchadnezzar on the coin. And so he was really trying to redo that, but uh, that was kind of halted after the Gulf War happened and and all that uh, war and destruction happened there. That kind of came to a screeching halt. So that is physical Babylon or the original Babylon, but there's also a mystery Babylon, and that's what Revelation chapter 17 talks about. So we can we can do whatever you want to do at this point. I just want to kind of get that out there so people understand.
0: Well let's go to the phones. Doug. Okay, let's do it. Renee in Kentucky. Welcome to End of the Age.
2: Hey, end time ministry stack and vent, praise God. So <sighs> I had I've thought of this for a really long time and I'll tell people this. Twelve is the apostles and one is Jesus, and that's thirteen.
1: <laughs> well that's good that's a good way to look at
2: it <laughs> Yep. i don't like that bunch of other stuff you know that's kind of whatever right so yeah 12 plus 1 13 there you go Hallelujah! yeah thanks
0: thank you for calling have a good yeah, one
2: have a good day all, all right day. you
1: too uh talked to renee many times she's a, she's a good lady and came a long way so it's good to hear her voice today um so she's saying that she doesn't like us talking about the 13. She doesn't minute. like 13 being a bad thing. Yeah. yeah okay. So that's her point. That's I'm not mad at a, her on that. No, that's good. I'm
0: not scared to stay on the 13th floor or whatever. No, I'm not.
1: Either. 13 doesn't bother me in the least. Other than, you know, I got beat up a lot when I was 13 years old. So,
0: you know, um, 21 years ago, I was 13.
1: <laughs> there you go. Man. So, wow. You're just a young pup.
0: Very young. All right. All right, so what's next? Should we get to Revelation 17? Continue with the phones.
1: Uh, let's hit Revelation 17 just to kind of give everybody, so that those that are uh, thinking this is America, we can kind of prove a little bit. of We're that
0: not way. skipping over Mystery Babylon.
1: No. You not. just wanted
0: to show us there's not a literal Babylon today.
1: Right, there's not a, a literal Babylon. So now Mystery Babylon is something else.
0: Okay. All right. Starting in Revelation 17, verse 3, we'll end in 5. It says, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication, and upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth.
1: Yeah. Boy. Yeah, so that there's a lot of information right there. Indeed. And one of the things that's important to notice is that the woman's riding upon a scarlet-colored beast. And it's not just any scarlet-colored beast. This beast has seven heads and ten horns. Yes, So sounds pretty spooky. Sounds pretty spooky. But if you go back and you look in Revelation 13, chapter one and two or verse one and two, when you look there, you will see that the one world government beast that has come together as one also has seven heads, ten horns, and it has the body of a leopard, the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And so this woman is riding on that beast. And one way we know this is that scarlet is red. And red is the color of the beast. And we know that the beast is going to be a socialistic or communistic type of one world government. And this woman is now riding upon this socialist beast. So, who's Mystery Babylon? I guess we'll have to talk about that on the other side of the break. Don't go
0: anywhere. We'll be right back. We do have open lines at 877 End Time, 877 363 8463. Who is Mystery Babylon? That will be answered after the break.
4: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age, open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Who is Mystery Babylon? That's what we are going to get into. First, I want to remind you of two things. One, if you're in the Detroit, Michigan area, make plans to attend the conference this weekend. Dave, Jana, and Judy Baxter, Dave and Jana Robbins, and Judy Baxter will be in Plymouth uh, Dave will be talking about the Antichrist socialistic kingdom and breaking prophecy news with a QA session. So, you want to be there Saturday night and Sunday morning. You can learn more about the details at endtime.com slash events, or you can give us a call at 800 end time. Also, as you're aware, we are trying to help the Jewish, uh, the Ukrainian Jews, rather, um, that want to make Aliyah. We're trying to help them do that, which is where they get to return to Israel and establish a life there in their. Promised Land, and so we've been in partnership with the Jewish Agency for several years. We actually have uh, Devora coming to join us this week on the show. Um, she is the represent one of the representatives there at the Jewish Agency who we've had a long time friendship with. She'll be here on the air with us this week, so you want to be sure to tune in on Friday for that. Um, but we are trying to help with uh, getting thousands of Jews out of Ukraine back into the land of Israel. Uh, it costs like $2,800 per Jew is is the rough number. There are 8,000 Jews, I believe the number is trying that are eligible to 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 make Aliyah, and um, it's quite expensive overall, but. Uh, We figured out that if, if half of you gave $250, this need would be met today. That has not happened up to this point, which is why we're still talking about it. It ends up being almost $10 million, which, again, is a lot of money. But we believe that the Lord can do whatever the Lord intends to do. And so we just ask you to pray. Ask the Lord what he would like you to give and uh, you, we just ask that you obey what the Lord's telling you. If that's zero, that's perfectly fine as well. We ask that you pray for these Jews, pray for everyone there in Ukraine and in Russia as we navigate these times. But if the Lord doesn't want you to give, that's perfectly fine. But if he does, we ask you to do that at endtime.com Ukraine. We actually have a video there as well of the first 300 Jews um, landing in Tel Aviv. So that's a pretty cool video that you can watch at endtime.com slash ukraine. All right, Doug, Mystery Babylon. This is is confrontational, but here it is.
1: Right. And, I mean, it doesn't have to be confrontational. It is what it is. Well,
0: you know, I I live by the principle that those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. And so if you don't want to learn something, we're not going to pry this information into your head and make you accept it and embrace it you're gonna to have to wanna to come to the table and say, here's another one that I try to live by. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Nice. You know, I like that. if I'm gonna be a student, I guarantee you somebody wants to train me yeah. on something. <laughs> Everybody wants to teach somebody something.
1: That's right.
0: So That's right. Mystery Babylon doesn't have to be confrontational. Right. Uh if you're willing to learn.
1: Yeah. And absolutely.
0: so we're gonna present something that maybe many people have never heard here. Um, Many have, I would assume, but there's going to be some that that have never heard this before. And so I'm just kind of trying to prime the pump and
1: say, come with a sincere heart and an open mind and see what the spirit may do. Absolutely. And, And so having said that, one of the things how this ties in with the Tower of Babel uh, remember what we said at the beginning is that they were trying to set up their own world government. They were trying to set up their own world religion. Well, that's what this is. This is the world religion is basically what it is. But we're going to break it down a little bit more than that. Just We're not just going to simply say that's what it is. There's a lot of clues here. And so if you look at it as the fact that first thing we see is this is a woman riding this beast, okay? In the Bible, in many different places in the Bible where the Lord talks about a church, He talks about it being a woman. Uh, And when the uh, children of Israel would go a chasing after other gods, it would say that they went a-whoring after other gods. Well, this mystery Babylon is known as the great harlot or the great whore of mystery Babylon. The true church is a virgin bride. Exactly. And So, so... this is a false church okay. or a church that is chasing other gods like they were doing in the Tower of Babel. Okay, that's why it's called Mystery Babylon because you have to understand there's a religious aspect to this. It's not. A city like New York, the woman it's talking about is not the Statue of Liberty. Okay, a lot of people think that's what it is, but it's not. And it's talking about this religious system. This woman is a harlot. It also says that she has many daughters. Okay, so that's another clue. Uh, but for one thing, we know that the city is a woman. And in uh, chapter 18, it tells us that the woman is a city. As well. And so it tells us that the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Okay, so there's one of those things that it tells us. Now, there is a religious system that the kings of the earth will go and visit that leader of that religious system. Every king that comes about, whether it be the president of the United States, the president of France, wherever, they go and they visit this particular. Uh, religious leader and so uh, another clue why is, why
0: is that important that they go and visit them
1: because it says that she reigneth over the kings of the earth well the kings of the earth will go and visit her will go and visit this religious system and it's, it's also when we look at it they go hand in hand remember what we said well ago about revelation 13 there's a political leader mm-hmm. and there's a spiritual leader OK, there's one spiritual leader in the whole world that's most recognized more than any other spiritual leader in the world. If you, if we showed a picture of this particular leader, everybody would know exactly who that was watching this program. And so that's another clue. Uh, the other clues are um, that the that the uh, city sets on seven hills. And so this is where we're going to kind of be able to reveal it to people is The city of seven hills is known as Rome. When you look that up in the dictionary, Rome is known as the city of seven hills. We've been to Rome, you know, before with our um, tours. When we go to Israel, they will go to Rome and you can see the seven hills of Rome. And so this woman sets upon these seven hills. Also, it tells us that the woman is arrayed in purple and scarlet, purple and red. And we know, if you want to you want to read that, because we've got that highlighted, so you can just read it so that they see it again and understand that scripture there.
0: Yeah, verse 4 of chapter 17. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication.
1: And so it tells us right there, this woman is arrayed in purple and scarlet. So we know that the two... Uh, ruling bodies of the Roman Catholic Church are the bishops and the cardinals. And bishops wear purple, cardinals wear scarlet or red. Also, there's a, uh, a golden cup that she holds with pearls and stones all over it. The, the Pope has this cup. We've shown it before on the program. This or, cup? This, this cup that's arrayed Not with, the one. Okay. With, with stones and pearls and it's golden. And so that's another clue there. And um, so as, as we move on, I know some people may look at this and go, well, that's, that's loose. But when you compare this to the United States of America, this fits every single detail, the Roman Catholic Church and, and why we believe that.
0: So Now, we have hours of, of lessons on do. this. We're just throwing it in with 15 minutes to, to go into it, so we don't have a lot of time to really dig into all the details to help clear all minds. But right, this is the the surface. If you want to know more, let us know. Uh, we can get you the information. Yeah,
1: as as Dave likes to say, this is the treetop version of it the story. Sure so, so mystery Babylon is this. Entity which we believe is the Roman Catholic Church, and whoever is the Pope at the time that the Antichrist is going to be revealed, he will be the false prophet. And so, when we see this scripture come in and we see that uh, there is judgment coming on this, this is where it gets relevant to today's uh, video that we showed of Russia because just like that tower was burned up in Russia. In Revelation chapter 8, it tells us what the plague is of Mystery Babylon. What happens to Mystery Babylon? And this is found in Revelation 8, verse 8, starting in verse 8. Chapter
0: 18, starting I'm in verse sorry. 8. Yes. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her, and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her, shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour is thy
1: judgment come. So what's going to happen, Vince, is that when the Antichrist is revealed, this false prophet who we believe will be the Pope at the time, he will cause everyone to worship the Antichrist, to worship the beast. Revelation 13 tells us that not only will he cause that to happen, but they'll even have like a monument or a statue to this uh, one world system and this Antichrist, and he will cause people to worship that image of the beast. And that even goes back to Babylon... Okay, back when Daniel and the uh, Hebrew children were in captivity in Babylon. When you look at what Nebuchadnezzar's holy men did there, okay, because his religious leaders, they built a statue of Nebuchadnezzar and they commanded everyone that when the music would play that you would bow down and you would worship this image. And that was physical Babylon. Well, now mystery Babylon is going to be guilty of the same thing because that, if you look in Revelation 13, it says that that false prophet causes all to worship the image of the beast and to take his mark without which you cannot buy, sell, or trade. So we're we're watching the enemy begin to set things up. The devil is setting up his empire now. And this is why when we see how Babylon, Mystery Babylon ends, it's the same way that that little uh, clip that we showed you at the beginning of the program ended for that replica of the Tower of Babel. It burned to the ground. And they're going to be watching the smoke of her torment rise. And it doesn't end there either, Vince. A very interesting uh, scripture is found in Revelation 19 as well. And it says that the host of heaven are watching the smoke rise from Mystery Babylon when all of a sudden they hear the great multitude and turn around and we've been raptured up and we're ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb.
0: That's quite a turn from a Pallet Tower burning in Russia. Gee, Got heavy, but we have time for what. one one more call. We're sorry we didn't get to everyone. Let's go to Dida in Illinois. Dida, welcome to Into the Age.
2: Hi, how you doing? My name is Vida.
0: Oh, I'm sorry about that.
2: That's okay. It spells okay. I thought that um, Mystery Babylon was uh, United States of America. And uh, so the, the beast that she's riding is the U-E-N by America having the government of Egypt, Rome, and Babylon. That's what our government is set up on. And we have different nationality of all nations that live here. We are of the great city. That's why the world went into turmoil when uh, the uh, towers went down. We are the merchandise of the world. All the merchandise comes to New York. It doesn't come to Rome. We are... Uh, The Washington, D.C. sits on seven hills also. So a lot of people need to think about that. And the United States got the children of Israel in bondage. Well, thank you for
0: your call. We are out of time. I'm sorry about that. Uh, We don't have enough time to respond to you. We did uh, present our perspective, but not in great detail. But perhaps we'll have to do that uh, tomorrow or the next day. Doug. All right, thank you again. We'll be back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Don't go anywhere. You can uh, listen to hours of content available for free at endtime.com or watch.endtime.com. We'll see you tomorrow.
4: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of Endtime Ministries.